You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your hosts, Austin Deface and Michael Pan. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, and all other podcast streaming. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. Your host here, Monster Deface, and alongside me today is our co-host, Life with Panda, bringing us another big episode as we start rolling our way into what might be uh, episode 140 soon, guys. So holy crap. But what's up, Panda? Hey, what's going on, man? Lots of stuff to talk about here with this new season. Hey, there's always something to talk about. And as you guys promised, we will be bringing these new season updates to you guys. So much has changed, though, since the season actually dropped just a couple weeks ago. And we'll get into all those big competitive changes here soon, too. But for starters, absolutely need to talk about the season, initial thoughts, what are our takes here? I'm going to kick it off with you, Panda. What do you think about Season 7? Did it live up to your expectations? Okay, so definitely a breath of fresh air. Playing playing this season, I haven't stopped, right? So the end of last season, I literally stopped playing. I started playing Apex Legends and, and other things, like just to try and buy my time in hopes that this new season was going to be everything and more. And it really has been a very, very solid season. And what has made it now better, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, is the adjustments that comp has made in arena and competitive playlists. So there's they've definitely stepped up with this season. The loot pool feels great. It's super fun in pubs, running around with UFOs, flying people up in the yeah. air. Like I mean, just craziness in pubs. But then when you flip over to one of those arena place um, uh, playlists, it it just feels natural. It feels competitive, which is exciting. Yeah, that's dope. Like, you really do have a reason, I guess, to experience the season of Season 7 by playing public game mode. And then if you match make, obviously, into Arena, it really has... Um, I just want to say, like, they cut the fat, right? They cut down a lot of what was weighing down comp. All the crazy item pools and, and again, the NPCs. And we'll talk about how they have removed those from competitive. But first, let's just go all into the UFO. Um, crazy... Uh, vehicle that they've managed to pull off here huh being able to pick up your friends right obviously do all kinds of troll stuff um cool clips out there people getting crushed by things you can pick up and drag and drop what have your experiences been like like just in general kind of i guess the shenanigans right i really do feel like this is a content season and because of that we've seen other influencers um dabbing back into new season like like usual, right? They, they normally do that. The big streamers like Ninja returning, Nick Merckx. Um, I think we saw Dr. Lupo playing a little bit. Courage yeah. even jumping on social media, talking about how much he's really proud of Epic. He's, I, I think, and I, and I quote, he says something along the lines of, Epic, you've done it. You've actually done a good job this season. You know what I mean? Like he kind of came out yeah. and uh, yeah, he was, he was giving him a little pat in the back. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm going to say this. The first week of the season... I was literally flying around in UFOs, blowing up entire POIs because the the building damage from the UFO little like ball shot, I mean, is massive and it just takes out buildings. So we literally would fly around leveling Misty Meadows, leveling um, Caddy Corner and just keep flying around. And it's just overall, it feels like Fortnite. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That Fortnite that we really embraced in chapter one that we haven't seen as much of here in chapter two. Yeah. The thing about the, I'd say the recent seasons, if, if there were something holding back the season, to me, it's the map not getting the changes that yeah. I'm looking for. Like, I'm looking for the big changes. Like, back in the first kind of chapter of Fortnite, when a new season dropped, we had a ton of new POIs biomes being introduced just all kinds of different shakeups um if we can get that to return i think season after season is going to be something players absolutely look forward to now that aside um like looking at the map looking at what they've done they've basically taken sweaty sands they've turned it into uh do you know the exact words something beach believer here. beach believer, believer beach. beach right you know and, and even that like i'm not crazy about the name believer beach i shouldn't have this uh memorized by now but I just don't, guys. I just don't like it. I don't think it rings very well. It should have been like Bestie Beach, if you're going to call it that. You know, Best Friends or something. Yeah. Um, anyways, but, you know, so, like, they, they're they're introducing some map changes, but just not, not like, enough. Like, renaming a POI just came off as a little, I don't know, a little lazy to me. Other than that, though, obviously, the items that they've introduced, Railgun. I'm so bummed that this has been removed from competitive because, personally, I think this weapon is... 
it's just like one of those weapons that bring a, a level of um i don't know i, I don't have the word right fun. now fun well even fun aside like you just jaw dropping moments excitement, excitement. like because it's just yeah. busted exactly like the excitement that is behind this weapon um if you look at benji fishy on twitter this dude was dropping some like highlight worthy montage clips you know what i mean just like blasting <laughs> people through boxes hitting those headshots for massive damage it's an exciting weapon it's a content weapon and i know i just said the word content weapons shouldn't be in competitive but i'm personally a little bit bummed man i wanted to see some of that content seep into comp this season yeah and you know that's one thing I will say. When you play the competitive playlist, like we have all-star FNCS today. We could talk more about that, but they, it, it just doesn't feel like a new season almost. Like there are definitely changes, right? But when you introduce new weapons into the environment of Fortnite and then completely remove them from comp, it's almost like it's not really anything new and competitive. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm kind of afraid of is competitive right the the players that are getting burnt out by comp and whatnot i genuinely feel like it, it, a large part of it is is not due to player frustration it's due to the repetition of the game the repetition now once again of the competitive loop pool to me right whether the players see that or not i think having all the crazy weapons and stuff you know you got to have a balance right so like as yeah. opposed to completely removing the railgun like it, they could have adjusted it. They could have really brought down the damage. They could have made it feel quote unquote useless, right? But at least it changes up the loot pool inside the game. It changes up what kind of interactions we see on a spectacle level when clashes occur between two teams. The more and more that they cut the fat from the game, the more and more that they get down to this very chiseled version of competitive, the less stuff we have in the game, right? The more repetitive yeah. it becomes. Just box up, hide basic gunfights and things like that right i think for fortnite comp on a spectacle level there should be more of a balancing act not just hey we're just gonna remove it because you guys don't like it we heard you loud and clear right and then it's gone like i miss the days when um you know i guess they'd stand on their toes right stand on their ground and then try to adjust something as opposed to completely removing could you imagine like World Cup, hypothetically. Well, I guess World Cup would have been amazing without ballers. But, you know, they did a lot of adjustments <laughs> to the ballers because they were like, hey, this is a core part of the game. We want it in the comp. Um, it could yeah. have been the same thing for the season. We could have totally had UFOs. Just limit the height so they can't go all the way up there. Limit the damage. Remove the amount of, you know, lives that it has. Like, actually have some punishment. Let them explode, etc. So, I yeah. don't know. That's just how I see it, though. Like, am I in the wrong track here? Or are you kind of with me on this one? No, I, I definitely agree. I think, like, I think the IO removal makes sense. I agree with that. I think AI is it's just tough in general to deal with that, especially with the limited amount of places you can drop on the map. It feels right now. Yeah. And now with us going into solos, that makes it even more limited. Because if you don't know, for those at home, there's an All Star event starting this weekend, and it is an All Star FNCS solos event. So these, these players are, are trying to get ready for this event, playing solos, trying to figure out drop spots, et cetera. And realistically, it is not easy to find a drop spot on this map. Like Monster said, they really haven't changed much, which has kind of led to this stale feeling of, oh, I guess I have to go back to Caddy Corner. I guess I have to go back to Misty Meadow. Like, oh man, I, I guess we can go to Believer Beach. At least it's a different name. <laughs> I mean... It's just crazy that we we still are kind of hitting this, but I have a feeling this is the last season we we have on this map. Quote me on Ooh, it. Okay, okay. No, listen, I I get it. I definitely get that. Uh, just the way the lore is kind of leaning, right? Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So Panda might be onto something. He's definitely following the story of Fortnite. Um, yeah, to. there's there's something shaking up on the horizon. That's for sure. We don't know what's really coming. Uh, aliens are, of course, the big. Oh, snap, something, if there's going to be change, it's when the aliens arrive. So it, it makes sense, uh, <laughs> even from a, a storyline basis. But to kind of touch on that, like NPCs and AIs getting removed, um, I want to talk about how this is, in my opinion, if anything, a little bit detrimental to the comp side. 
um already we we still don't have 100 percent chest spawn rates at least one thing yeah. players could depend upon before was building a route into npcs to at least get loot to fall out of them um the changes this season guys have made it so that when you interact with those ai or the npcs for the upgrades it, it's actually absurdly expensive it, it became out of the economy yeah. for the norm of of the fortnite players so like upgrading is essentially removed from the game in, in some sorts because it's it's really not accessible right yeah so i can i can give actually a breakdown of this so gold has basically become more valuable but in, in competitive playlists it, it it's become almost pointless and They've added these different things like like pay phones and stuff to allow you to get additional gold for taking on quests other than just the NPCs. And they've even added vending machines. But a, a, a legendary pump shotgun costs 250 gold. In competitive, for you to get 250 gold, you have to hit either two vaults, which are rare and random. You have to hit like, I think it's, 20 beds uh, there was like statistics on this like just crazy amounts right. of work that you would have to do to actually use it and then when it comes to upgrading they put in the upgrade stations back but to go from gray to green it is 200 gold yeah so it is just absurd the changes as far as upgrading goes now i will say a lot there are some people that like it because they don't feel as much at a disadvantage if they have a blue pump instead of a, an epic or legendary. But if you walk away having one of those higher end pumps, you really are a, have a power weapon in this season because there's not too many left on the map. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's really not a lot of other competitors that can see you on that level, can go head to head with you if you end up lucking out. You know, And again, lucking out, right? Pulling a purple weapon or, or legendary yeah. weapon off the gate, which doesn't happen very often for competitors, let's be honest. And when it does, it's you know few and thin like are you just going to get lucky in one of those six games or one of those 12 games or multiple um i'm against putting the luck heavily in in the system right i really do enjoy when we can again properly strategize right and and players can figure out loot routes and and it it shows man when someone puts in a, a proper strategy we see it all the time season after season um you know and and you can see that hard work come to light uh yeah. so again to to draw away from that and kind of wrap things up on this topic npcs now removed from the game in my opinion is a bit of a net negative i get why it's uh, accepted and appreciated that's because the negative npcs the ones that can attack you uh you know fight you with the rail guns and all that crazy stuff you obviously you don't want those guys or uh you know a t-rex by any means or a boar running up on you when you're trying to heal etc but the other stuff there's there's good to it too and we get to lose a lot of good um, equally with how much uh, negative gets removed out the game. So we'll see. We'll see how it ends up playing out uh, these weekends. Like you just mentioned, these solo games, even these qualifiers that we're having today are all going to be our first instances of the new competitive under the new settings. No railgun, no recon, um, grenade launcher in play, which can scout through walls. Don't know how they thought that was going to be a great idea with infinite bullets, but you know, <laughs> that, that kind of seeped its way in. We saw the, the carnage being brought behind that, but you know, this is all in efforts, guys, to try and make the game more stable for comp. Uh, it just looks like Epic is still struggling to strike that happy medium with having crazy things in the game, but also making it um, enjoyable. And we're many, many years into the development of Fortnite, and it seems like with how fast the content track is developing, the performance for comp is really still in a, a bit of the ice age, right? Like, we are still very yeah. far behind. Um even down to customs and stuff, it, you could just tell, right? Like, it's not the main priority. Uh, yes, it might be a, a big priority, of course, server performance. I can never see them benching in full. It's something that has to always be maintained. But when it comes down to, like, comp priority, I mean, it's pretty clear that they've been, if anything, more dismissive towards the issues. And, like, you know, now we're just seeing them just being outright canceled as opposed to facing the problems um and that's kind of what i'm getting at i think i found the words here they are again dismissing the issues as opposed to addressing them season after season and i really don't know how yeah. i feel about that i just feel like the priorities right i get why the priorities are in content and all that stuff of course bringing the players bringing the spectacle we're all here for that but that other side it still needs attention 
it definitely does. And I mean, that kind of sparks the, the conversation of the drama from the season, right? We've talked about a lot of positives. We've talked about the changes. We've talked about like what's come in, what's been removed, et cetera. But there is still some drama uh, around uh, the comp scene right now, whether it's people not liking the preseason, which is its whole thing, its own thing, right? Or it's people talking about how server performance hasn't changed. I mean, look, in my opinion, if I'm a pro player and I have to play and hope that the server that we're on is is working or functioning better or hoping that I'm not the one that's going to be rubber banded on the edge of zone because I got held out or I mean, literally, there's so many different factors that kind of play into that that you have to think about. And now you have to worry about server performance potentially holding you back even further. It, it, it can be tough. I mean, Mac would tweet out something kind of interesting on that topic of server performance. I think it was something along the lines, and it could be Mac, but it could have been someone else, but I'm pretty sure it was him. But it was just like, hey, controller players, by the way, you're not good at this game. And again, I'm just sub-quoting here. Uh, but the idea was, he said, you guys are good because the server performance is not even amazing. So like, you're being carried by the the lack of what other players can do, essentially. Um, so he said, you guys have a discussing advantage because of these factors the game not being where it needs to be like on a performance level wise i think it was just something uh, along the lines of possibly aim assist don't, don't quote me on that but yeah. um and, and again it could have been macro it could have been another pro but either way that in its own to me was like i didn't really think about that right like some pros are literally carried by the fact that yeah they can get there and then stick advantage um we see it all the time players getting shot through their builds while we're even watching the main pro tournaments and stuff like that but it's not because they're forgetting to build or because they have low ping it's because the servers are probably uh yeah having a hard time on that other side of the barrel right um so whoever yeah. gets unlucky and gets focused out and things like that yeah they you know players still haven't really been able to prove their their best i i think like on a skill level um Granted, we see the best always rise to the top no matter what, but could we imagine how much more dominant some teams would be or other teams could really show it off if the game could keep up? Yeah, I think uh, that that's the kind of the conversation right now. Because another conversation that's happening around all of this is that controller aim assist may have been given another slight buff. Really? And, we, and I feel like we hear this in the beginning of every season, right? Like, maybe Epic nerfed it so much, and they're like, listen, if we slowly buff it each season, nobody will realize. But there's, again, another little test video that I saw come out where somebody felt like their, their aim assist was stronger. I've played with friends who are all on controller, and they swear up and down that it's stronger. So I don't know if it's the, if it's the case or not, but that definitely could be a factor into why everybody feels like, hey, you know what? If the server form is bad and I can't build, I'm at a disadvantage, not only because I can't build, but because the person across from me might be on a controller and they can hit every shot. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting point. And again, I, I heard about that and I've seen videos in the past where they do those side-by-side -side comparisons. And I mean, it's pretty clear, right? You can, you can see, and they'll do it like hands off the controller, like, hey, just watch how far along, you know, this player gets tracked or dragged, right? With a cursor yeah. so um definitely easy to get called out on that if, if they do end up finding it I, I wonder why they constantly tweak it um you know is it balance is this just to you know draw in people or make make people work hard i don't know it's kind of a weird one for me to really wrap my head i hope it's for balance though. i hope it's for balance sake i hope it's that they're trying to really yeah. get it to a good and fair place um i guess that that was a lot of what we had to cover with uh, the season seven, right? Season seven brings a lot of interesting thing, guys. Um, mm. Obviously, all the weapons, all the changes to comp. These are all great topics to hit on. Um, the the interesting, again, state of the performance of the servers and Epic kind of forward-facing, addressing that, or at least acknowledging it with the uh, removal of the NPCs. So that's all positive news for us, guys. Um, but with every comp season, the preseason, brings more drama whether it be uh trio changes team drops which you've had so much of that or just like other things what you got for me though panda all right so we gotta talk about it so there's been some drama obviously in the scene we talked about the preseason drama we talked about some drama around stable or performance but let's talk about trio drama so one thing uh and just a small note on this 
It looks like Tabney got his computer removed. So he was getting ready to play with Cease and Chimp because Teo couldn't play this season. And then now it doesn't look like he's going to be able to play at all. And doesn't look like he even potentially is coming back to Fortnite, which is crazy. And then you have, obviously, the drama with Stretch. Uh, it looks like Stretch more or less influenced the drop of Avery from that Oof. Stretch and Saf trio. So now it is Stretch, Saf, and Kanata. So that's going to be an interesting trio to see how they develop um, throughout the season. But seeing changes like that makes you question like, okay, listen, if they perform well, obviously good for them. But it makes you question whether or not that's the right move, especially after doing so well this season just before. Yeah, definitely. It's so interesting to watch pros still not being a million percent, um, I guess, you know, confirmed with their trios, right? Like even a, even a team like Stretch or... Uh, players like Kanata jumping jumping ship already switching things up. Dejan and Agers also breaking up from Skittles, right? And, and that's true. I think yeah. they're all mixed up. Booga no longer has a trio. He's gonna be on a new team. Clicks pairing up with uh, who, who's he? He's pairing up with another like crazy team there too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think it's Macwood and Bucky. If yeah, I'm not mistaken. I think so. I think it was Bucky. I was watching Bucky's stream. He was talking about. He said, "Listen, Clicks and I have always been friends. Um, I think I think it's just a, a long time coming. You know what I mean? He's one of the other few people I, I feel confident playing with. And also, I just want to backtrack. Earlier today, I said it was Macwood that was talking about uh, the controller players being at a disadvantage, but it turns out it is Stretch because when you mentioned Stretch, I went to his page and it's his first tweet there eight hours ago, and now I can tweet. I can I can quote him. So I'm gonna read it. He said, I would like to bring attention to the fact that while even though there are great controller players, all of them are carried by Emesis and laggy servers. You have zero talent. No, wait, wait. He said, you all have zero talent and would never be good at a single game besides Fortnite smiley face. And then he goes on in this long thread to say, I want you to understand if you are a, a controller player not consistently placing with the help of the actual aimbot and servers that make it 2x better, you are embarrassing. Dude, this guy, he goes on, guys. He goes on and on. And then I think he starts responding to people. And if you look at the comments underneath, obviously, uh, you know, uh, some people are tagging other pros, right? Uh, you know, tagging ex-pros like Aiden, dude, on Call of Duty because, you know, they're trying to say, yeah, you're not good at any other games. So they're taking it way outside of the Fortnite um, community. Yes, now that I've been able to read it again, it reminds wow. me why it was on my mind. Like, dude, this guy said something crazy and I, and I wanted to talk about it because, yeah, that, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's a serious accusation, right? It's a crazy statement to make. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because I looked at Macwood's page when you mentioned it before and I was trying to find the tweet. I was like mm -hmm. scrolling and I didn't see it, right? So now that I actually see this tweet, I mean, Stretch is wild. Let's just start there. Stretch has no filter and he has one of the biggest egos in the community by far. So when he feels something, he's going to let you know. And this is his form of letting you know. But you can't, it's hard to sit here and try to say that all controller players are bad because you look at Miro and Day and they do consistently place. They do consistently well. Like, you you can't argue those facts and say that they are not good, right? Because they genuinely are. However, I, I can definitely see where aim assist being as strong as it is in the current meta, you, as a KBM player, you have to play outside the box. You have to play a certain way. You can, If you fall into a box with somebody else and their controller, you lose, like, it, there's a there's definitely a mindset to it to say the least but i mean a little, little harsh from stretch but you know what just a little he's bit not all wrong there <laughs> just a little bit you know just just, just a little little bold you know just a little bold <laughs> that's all um stretch being stretch man fortnite players being fortnite players ready to yeah. take on the world uh you know maybe as they become more and more of adults uh these these strong character traits they're building carries them uh, in some kind of way or another <laughs> we'll, we'll see where it all goes um let's just talk about the all-star event really quickly to kind of wrap that one up we briefly mentioned it solos competition um out the gate i think the general competitive community consensus at least from the analytical minds and the coaches and stuff um a little bit of a disappointment that we're having a solo tournament based off of the merit or the skill of a trios format 
because yeah. the invites were based off of the trios, um, which makes sense, guys. Kind of common sense, I guess, on that. But outside of that, a lot of people, a lot of the scene, including myself, very, very happy to see solos being returned um, in some kind of high-stakes competitive level, being supported by Epic in this instance, um, partnering up alongside Blast, which is a Counter-Strike production company, so a very big tournament organizer that's been branching out into other titles. Um, Blast has had an amazing year. They've had a really great year in other titles, lots of success. So for Epic to continue to draw in tournament organizers and things like that, I'm all for it. Uh, and yeah, that that's going to be our solo season. I think there's like $3 million on the line too, like some big cash. Yeah, there definitely is some big cash on the line. And this, this is one thing I'm going to say about it. I think it's a really cool event. And I think a solo event to kind of break up the trios throughout the season is really cool as well. The only thing is, like you mentioned, the invite system. Because now they do have open qualifiers this weekend. However, I think it's only 10 players from each region that go on. Like, that can qualify onto the All-Star weekend. So, that's very little. Like, it, it takes a lot to qualify on uh, to the finals. So, I can see where people can be upset from that. Because it's not really much of an open session right. for an FNCS. But... Still, nonetheless, it is a nice uh, change of pace, and I'm excited to watch the broadcast, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, for something that was almost an invite-only tourney, uh, uh, I think we should be happy that there's a there's an open track here to see some, you know, possibly some new players that uh, deserve to be there, deserve to be on that big stage come up. Um, I know that if I'm going to be a part of it in any capacity, talent or not, we'll be hyping up those new names. We'll be keeping a close, keen eye on who's popping off, man, who's, who's showing that they have what it takes because solos is the, the real way that players can prove themselves as individuals to then work their way up into those top-tier trio elite teams, etc. Um, so I think it's very, very important. Um, solo tournament aside, another portion or a big segment, a compartment of this FNCS All-Stars event is that there's a lot of creative happening as well. So some creative challenges there. I don't know if you guys noticed, but Epic put some cash behind some influencers to host some of the maps there and do some mini tournament segments, inviting some pros, et cetera, to compete for like $10,000 each. Um, it was cool stuff. So they're, they're definitely putting some marketing behind their creative portion of it. And now yeah. we're starting to see maybe our first iterations of creative and BR merging together in some way. So um, interesting across the board. Don't know really what to take from it just yet, but I do definitely understand that there is a lot of value in the creative sphere because one, it allows different types of competitors to show their their worth. Although most are, of course, going to be um, who can edit mechanically the fastest and you know things like that, yeah. which are going to be the top tier anyways. But you know, it's cool. It's cool, right? To find some new avenues, explore creative. Yeah, and and look, creative in a lot of ways is the future of Fortnite. I know oh, the BR is sure. is the big big piece that we're paying attention to right now, but there's just so much potential with creative especially with them getting ready to to allow developers to to code within unreal engine and make things within the the game of fortnite like there's so much potential still to come so i'm excited regardless to see what the future holds for creative but as far as like the competitive scene i feel like the competitive scene they just don't know how to handle creative it's like for them creative is just 1v1s 2v2s, box fights, zone wars. Do you know what I mean? Like the just specifically the competitive scene. But creative is so much more than that. There are so many like different things that you could do, whether it's like prop hunt or you can build out these different maps. Like I, I saw today featured um, a power map from the organization power. Oh, like really? that, that's the first step. Yeah, first step in the right direction of involving orgs in the game. So... Look, I'm excited for it regardless. And another announcement here today, and it was actually in collaboration with Power and their map, a Thanos Cup, a Duos Thanos Cup coming next Monday, wow. if I'm not mistaken. And it is a Duos Cup for a Thanos skin. So pretty cool stuff coming. That's uh, really the, cool. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Uh, I think the LTM, LTM competitive game modes, I guess, if you want to call it that, guys. Yeah. I, I, I'll put that in there that its own like little bracket of successful, right? Like those have been very successful players being able to compete for skins. Um, we've seen the biggest influencers get involved with that. We've seen some of our 
uh, people that we know and love, like Sancho West, dude, look forward to any of those creator cups. Like, he'll get a team together. He'll go for it. He's, you know, again, and he'll he'll pop off. And Sancho's not someone who has any kind of competitive grit, right, when it comes down to holding his own on a real comp stage with any of these pros. But you put him in an LTM where you can flex different kinds of um, mechanics, right? All of a sudden, someone like Sancho is literally in the running for like being in the top 10 top 100 and things like that so it's cool man i love the ltms i love what they're doing there and yeah playing for skins it's clear that there's a good turnout for those and they continue to bring them so um that's really dope but uh, you know continue to talk about big turnouts we're gonna we're gonna switch up the gears here we got we got to talk about this other major major turnout for phase this weekend and what was an influencer boxing match uh panda oh, before i get into a little bit of that dude what, what's all this riff of you trying to get in the ring is this a real thing or are you trolling like what's up you, okay, you looking for look. impressions what's going on man no, no 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 shot so i want this to happen right you want to fight want, or you want, I want to more play? than anything yes i want to fight oh, so I, more gosh. than anything i want to get in in the boxing ring and, and i've said this publicly with the fortnite guy oh my gosh Put him in front of me. I will do what the community has wanted this entire time. I'll knock him out one round or less, like two rounds or less. Like, I listen, I love this boxing stuff, man. I've, I've been a boxing fan for a bit, and, and watching this influencer boxing kind of develop what boxing is has been so fun to watch. It makes me want to box. So, Dude. listen, if that, if the if the boxing event happens, man, Fortnite guy, where you at? I'll take you out easy. Oh, my gosh. That would be something to watch right there. Well, okay. I, I had to ask. <laughs> and no, guys, none of this is scripted. This is totally off the off the script. But it just reminded me, Panda really has been going crazy on Twitter, trying to look for, for anyone, I think, to take on take them on um, and, and get involved. I, I was trolling when I tweeted out not too long ago, like, Yo, listen, practice server is going to put on a production behind it. And uh, who's got some <laughs> Fortnite beef? We're, we're going to settle it. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you, man. Entertainment. Entertainment's change, man. And that brings yeah. us to, you know, the reason we want to talk about this. FaZe Jarvis, guys, you guys might remember him. He was banned from Fortnite for cheating, right? Promoting hacks to his YouTube channel. Uh, Epic did not take that lightly at all. Gave him a permanent ban sentence. Ever since, he's made his oddball appearances streaming on Twitch, trolling around, doing silly things like acting like he's uh, on a different account playing again. And, you know, of course, doing everything influencers do for content. But yeah. this time around, he took on a fight. He got in the ring, and the dude looked good. He knocked out some dude there. Do you remember yeah. this guy's name? Like, all I knew was Faze Jarvis. Let me break it down, okay? So big influencer night. It was it was branded as the YouTubers versus the TikTokers, right? Yeah. So FaZe Jarvis naturally on the YouTube side, Michael Lee on the TikTok side. There so it is. Michael Lee has 40 plus million followers on TikTok, right? Versus this FaZe Jarvis. Obviously, we know we know FaZe Jarvis well. Um, we've talked about him several times on the podcast, but he's got his four million subscribers or more than four million subscribers. And so they go up toe-to-toe -to -toe in the ring. Second round, Jarvis looks like an animal. He is screaming in the face of Michael Lee and just overhand right to the face, takes him out. The only knockout of the night goes to face Jarvis. And man, oh man, what a sight it was to see. Dude, it really was. You know, your boy Monster was definitely bootlegging it on on whatever website I found there. So uh, I was enjoying the fight. It, it was, it was really, really fun to watch. Um, I think I was just wrapping up a, I was casting all day. I think I was casting a clue coin invitational yeah. $25,000 tournament. So like seven hours later, dude, I'm wrapping up. And then my wife's like, Oh yeah, by the way, these, these YouTubers and TikToks are fighting. And I'm like, Oh snap. Is that today? Boom. You already know they already had it going. So jumped on, watched that was there just in time for the knockout um dude you look good man it's all the all the yeah. tweets of him so you know shout out to phase Jarvis, man putting up the big numbers there and uh anyone willing to get in the ring that that's a lot of respect to the, to the people that show respect to the fighting sport man because it's no joke man it's no joke um we, we saw the logan paul versus mayweather fight right if some of y'all yeah i mean I'm, I'm sure the whole world is watching this stuff um it's the new form of entertainment and yeah, I think I think there's just like a whole can of worms that's been opened up and it isn't going anywhere. On one of the hosts though up there, Charlemagne was talking to 
I forgot what other rapper was there with him. Might have been Lil Baby, but um, I think it was Lil Baby or Dub. No, not the Baby. Lil Baby, no, Lil Baby. I, it okay, Lil yeah, baby, it was, yeah. was Lil Baby. Uh, we but yeah, him, he, we get him confused sometimes. That happens. Too, too many rappers, man. Same names. But what exactly. what they were getting at was Charlamagne was just like, "Yo, we gotta do this for the rap community," and yeah, Lil Baby was like, "It's gonna happen. Watch." So I I'm already seeing how they're already cross mingling rappers to start going head to head and and fight yeah. in the ring and stuff like that so uh you know maybe a little bit outside the gaming world but entertainment is entertainment huh yeah i've seen them try to branch it in several different segments which is why i've been such a huge advocate for a streamer boxing event look twitch versus mixer i mean uh yeah. youtube <laughs> like I, I look i i think a streaming boxing event would be so much fun you just put the game I, categories together you know like valorant versus csgo kind of beat yeah, you know? could you imagine first person like, shooters fortnite versus valorant like look i, put I get the, the put the, the battle fortnite royale team. genres against each other you know fortnite versus <laughs> apex legends dude we'll figure it out Ooh, that would be <laughs> sick look I, I think uh i definitely think it would be tougher for the fortnite team let's be honest they're all under 18 oh, and i couldn't really? see any of them really committing to a. do we get to claim nick Merckx or is nick Merckx on like call of duty oh, side how does that go you know that's tough yeah. if, if it's up against call of duty man we can't I mean, he gets the call of duty side but uh that would be sick i you know i actually saw uh nick and tim talking about what it would take for them to box and they said they would do it Ooh. but there's a huge number amount behind it of that course. number being 10 million dollars wait wait was that, did that come out of nick's mouth or tim's mouth mm -hmm. both they oh both wow agreed. So around 10 million by each other Oof. each other for 10 million oh that'd be crazy okay yeah yeah and then courage too actually put out a tiktok of him hitting the the heavy bag because <laughs> swear swear it looks awful but swear he was putting in the work on the heavy bag he turns to the camera he says i don't care who it is give me the millions i'll fight too like so uh, look there's some potential for this to actually happen you just have to have the right organizers put something together. Dude, can't be mad at people trying to make the bag, man. Can't <laughs> be mad. Can't be mad. We'll we'll see it happen. We'll see what kind of organizers step in and, and step up. Um, I'm not. I'll tell you that right now. Sorry, guys. I ain't got a millions for, <laughs> for these guys. No, 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 sir. Uh, but yeah, we'll 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 be keeping a close eye. Let us know on uh social media if you you, you all want it us to keep up with this outside of the fortnite drama and yeah. uh yeah we'll launch a we'll launch a fighting podcast guys you got you guys covered don't worry about it we'll uh we'll go head to head with joe rogan and all those guys um exactly but you know talking to let's get back on track let's get back on track yeah. well we had some fun with these tiktokers youtubes um yeah look dude i don't even know how to pronounce the the platform at this point but what i do know how to pronounce is the words loot and boy a european mm. organization by the name of loot boy is in hot water after uh i'd say some drama unfolding in the last week for them interesting decision makings from the higher ups there have led to the fortnite community turning their back against the european organization at least on the timeline um and really siding with this pro player pink who was released after i don't know what he did i'll be honest there's still uh, you know very i guess two sides of the stories out there right now. So the details yeah. aren't fully confirmed, right? We don't have a Keemstar covering this for us guys. So it's hard to get the fine details um, unless you hear it from them themselves. But Panda, talk to me about this. Let the people at home know kind of what, what's the community story right now or the, the word around the block here on this one. All right. Well, Monster, I'm getting ready to be your killer Keemstar right now. To oh, give God. You this breaking are, are you breaking? So, <laughs> I'm breaking it. Look, listen uh loop boy i i've obviously seen some things unfold with loop boy behind the scenes personally right and i won't go into detail that stuff like and it's been happening for a little bit right then this happens and my first and my initial impression was oh, okay like there, there were some issues whatever pink left so then this tweet goes out and pink immediately tweets like some crazy stuff that ultimately does get deleted but it just says uh, quite a bit here. I actually have it. He says, tweeting something soon, not going to rush to anything. Let's just say it's extremely stupid. Uh, and that's more or less in reply to them announcing that they're dropping him. Then the next tweet immediately after says, 
after all, just want to say thanks to Real Eskin, which is Loop Boy Noah. He is the head of um, Loop Boy Esports, the teams. Um, not the CEO, but specifically him. And then he writes, actually only good management there. Uh, there. Everything else about the org is full wank. Eskin is a god and a really nice guy. And then the next thing is, just a few things to remember. I didn't part ways. I've been dropped and I had no say. And I had two months left in the contract. So this happens, right? And again, mind you, I've been kind of close net and, and getting information about Loop Boy and, and what's been happening with them and, and some other things. And so I immediately go into investigator mode because I want to know. I'm like, <laughs> what is, what's going on here? Like, if, if it's not his choice and there's still two months left in the contract, like, there has to be something else, right? Especially with pros like Chimp, Eyedrop, uh, Teo, all commenting on Loot Boy's post saying that they released Pink. So, like, there's a lot of a lot of traction around the story. Right. Come to find out internally, I won't name names or anything. I see some internal messages that uh, that, to say the least, lead to uh, the CEO just saying, "You know what? There's not an there's not enough uh, not enough interest uh, that Pink is creating for Loot Boy, so it's the, it's time to drop them." especially with this new drama coming up. And again, the new drama, quote unquote, is that he called out another player on Loot Boy uh, for hacking. Well, so, so... So that's not confirmed publicly, but that's what the sources are showing me. And I, again, I've seen screenshots of some messages, so... I was going to say, all the gate, those allegations right there are already... You know, th that's the most egregious thing you can do as a pro player is not really be a pro be a cheater right yeah. and, and kind of sneak your way up to the top it's 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 uh yeah it's one of the worst things you can do as a competitive player so for, for a pro to call out another pro is one thing for someone on the same organization to call out someone within his organization i don't know i think that warrants a little bit of a deeper look from the community at minimal not saying yeah. that you know it should have been done in the first place or anything like that um, it could have been a, a joke taken really poorly, right? Obviously, um, no one wants that kind of heat around their organization. Uh, that's just bad PR across the board. But then there's the other side of it. Um, looking for reason to target someone, right? Having having a target on someone's back and having them mess up and then you take advantage of that. And, you know, again, coming in with no mercy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we've seen that before. We've seen all kinds of bias happening, especially with Twitch streamers and people that get permanently banned at the, at the drop of a, a single mistake, right? Or, you know, different things like that. Like this is really something that occurs, I think within every industry, um, not just the gaming, but like this can happen anywhere, guys. If someone doesn't like you and they want to target you or they, you know, looking for a reason to get after you, I mean, you got to tread carefully. So for someone like Pink, I mean, the real question is, did he know or not, right? Yeah. And, and he didn't, right? So this is definitely, uh, from what I can tell, a short-sighted. Uh, they used it as a, a reason to drop him. But there were other reasons more or less behind the, the actual motive or the motivation to drop him. And this was just more or less the excuse to do it. But re look, regardless, uh, the full story I don't think will ever come out. But based on what I've seen personally from internal messages, this is more or less what has happened. And uh, sucks for Pink. I'm not going to lie. Pink, very, very talented player in the EU region, didn't do as well. And I think that, again, another point to bring up as to what led to this decision. In the last FNCS, even though he was there, right, he, he may not have done as well as, as he could have. And uh, so ultimately, they looked for an out, and this is what they did. Yeah, which is crazy. I did One thing I did notice, though, was, um, you know, people in the community just... Fans, I guess, of esports of Fortnite, uh, just just uplifting other teams in the space, saying, "Hey, you know, uh, teams like Becoming Legends are doing it right, or Wave yeah. is doing it right. Uh, these guys at Loot Boy are, you know what I mean? They're yeah, Guild, right? They they were throwing out all these other European orgs, and they were just like, yeah, you know what? This is how you do it. If it was this org or that org, you know, it would have been a lot differently. Um, and again, that is sometimes because." impulse decisions guys can be detrimental to an organization's reputation and org rep is 
it's a lot. It means a lot for a lot of these orgs yeah. that are barely finishing their first year, right? Like all they have is their word, their rep in the space. And for most of them, they only operate in this title. So if you're going to do something, you kind of have to do it right. If I recall, Loop Boy also had a stream that was, um, I think, action by Epic at, at some point or another for uh, just promoting some some app there or something, which it might be like a Loop yeah. Boy app too. So, uh, you know, they, they haven't had quite the perfect reputation or the perfect, uh, you know, time in the space or roadmap was you know, hit with uh, all kinds of roadblocks, if you will. Um, so, you know, it's been tough for a team like Loop Boy. And, and that, that's just kind of the the drama, like, right, that that is really taking place in this last week. Uh, I'd say probably the one of the more higher profile stories to kind of break, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely higher profile. I don't think anybody was expecting it, uh, to say the least. Obviously, internally they had had discussions uh, about removing pink and then they they utilized this tweet as as their motive to do it but guess what this is what's happening in the community and at least this loop boy situation kind of brings light to how careful you have to look at your contracts if there's something in the contract where they can just drop you for anything you need to be careful you need to make sure that you have it reviewed by by people that know what they're they're looking at too so i, I it's sad to see Pink end up losing out and, and getting dropped so suddenly, but uh, hopefully he lands on his feet. Actually, I think he will land on his feet because he's such a talented player. Yeah, no, definitely. He's a great player. I don't doubt that he'd be picked up. Anyone that's qualified for grands, especially in EU, deserves mm -hmm. to you know keep a have a very close eye looked out on because EU's the toughest region as well. But that goes without saying. We could get into the the nuances of different regions <laughs> in in another podcast. Um, I want to move on though. I want to talk about um, we we kind of just touched briefly on you know social media and ha how it has its influence over the space. Uh, this one for Loot Boy, you know, again presence and social is everything. But this is a weird one. This this next topic because this is about. I guess a kid who, I don't know, he's looking for some social validation um, within the Twitter space, within the pro community, and uh, he found it? Question mark. So I actually, I, we're going to give you the story, and I have another like update to the story as it just happened. But uh, basically, a, a guy by the name of Big Shot, probably a young kid to say the least, um, was reaching out to pros over the last couple weeks, uh, whether it's in their Twitch chat, etc., um, paying them through donations and saying that they want them to follow and and shout them out, and etc. And basically, all this drama came to the surface when pros started leaking DMs from this guy, Big Shot, uh, saying that okay, like what's going on, and they start making fun of more or less this kid for just asking everybody in the scene. Um, to give him shout outs in exchange for money. I mean, literally some amounts like as, as high as quote unquote, $10,000. So just crazy numbers. Now, all the dramas coming around him early this week, big shot tweets out that he has to have emergency surgery, that it's life threatening, that blah, 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 and says this stuff. And obviously when somebody says that you take it seriously, but then the story continues to unfold and it's like he goes to one pro I, actually um now i'm trying to remember his name but oh rich homie quinn mm -hmm. this is this is somebody from the community that he reached out to he says hey listen you were supposed to do a, a video for me i have to go to surgery tomorrow can you do the video now like it, like like just saying all this stuff that just made people feel as if his story was ingenuine now officially confirmed in this moment his twitter account has been deactivated whoa so it looks like uh he may have turned off the switch decided you know what my lies kind of caught up with me this is too much to handle i'm off yeah and and it's, again guys i call him a kid because either either it's that or the guy's delusional but either either way um I, I seen a, a bit of this on my timeline. Of course, I, I checked it out. Uh, Big Shot was DMing me. I could just tell he didn't really know how to type, and it, it was just all silly. Uh, I didn't pay much mind to it. I was just like, dude, what what the heck's going on with this? Um, yeah, really, really interesting. And that's the thing. That's the thing about social media. This is why I hate 
I hate social media, guys. I love it, though, because, you know, we get to all connect and all that good stuff, like, you know, podcasts <laughs> and how, you know, easy, Absolutely. how turnkey this is for us to record this, get it out to y'all. Like, content uh, consumption is is never been easier. It has never been easier to just consume whatever the heck you want. But most of what we all consume, myself, you, and, you know, the, the thousands of y'all that are going to listen to this, let's be honest, it's garbage. We watch a lot of garbage. We waste a lot of time. And that, that's what social media does. Um, but entertainment is entertainment, whether it be through social media, uh, you know, movies, shows, whatever, dude, you pick your poison. E either way, you know, entertainment is going to be, it's going to be king, right? People are going to be want to be a part of it. And for some, they need to be in the limelight. And that is like where Big Shot, this kid or this guy has uh, his issues, right? Like he wanted to be that center of attention um no money yeah. in the world can buy you you know the happiness that he's probably seeking for or the attention and obviously yeah. going about it the way he was you know come on you you can't try to pull the pity card and things like that right like that that's yeah. just a whole different layer you have to be careful like it, it becomes a narrative of you um when when you're throwing money out in, in exchange for attention don't don't get me wrong. That's kind of what Twitch is, right? Yeah, that's what everyone with, does. With subs and, and, and they just to get a shout out of their name, et cetera. Yeah. But, but Big Shot, I more or less took this to the next level. And uh, ultimately, I think the, the stress of the community and ultimately kind of led to bullying on Big Shot now has led to him deactivating his Twitter. But you, you can't do this stuff. You, you can't just buy everybody's attention, especially names that are massive in the scene you have him going to monster d face you have him going to booga you have him going I, I mean just a crazy amount of people just trying to hey here's some money talk about me i mean he didn't pay me let's get the let's get this straight here before <laughs> you don't put me in that bucket no, no, listen, he, uh, he came out and tried no, right? no, no, trust me, he paid some people but he tried <laughs> way more than he actually got yeah yeah no and and guys we're talking about thousands tens of thousands of dollars spent and i think he walked away with like less than five thousand followers so come on man uh, you're better off just hosting tons of giveaways and things like that i don't know there's more effective ways to spend your money if you want some kind of yeah. number to uh feed into um neither here nor there shout out to uh his mental well-being hopefully you know things are going all right with him i try to search him up too can't find him um so yeah we'll, we'll see what ends up all coming about from that but that's pretty much everything we had to touch on today long episode 50 minute banger here coming in hot for the four day podcast uh panda let the people at home know where they can find you and uh whatever projects you're working on my man absolutely again just went full-time last month Congrats. as a creator caster uh so obviously working on projects with monster behind the scenes doing some casting stuff in front of everybody but you can find me on twitter at life w panda or on twitch i stream six days a week monday through saturday uh starting at 10 a.m so check me out there it is twitch.tv forward slash life with panda and as always, guys, you can send all of your complaints to me at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com or, of course, tag us at Fortnite Podcast on social media. But it's your boy, Monster DeFace, across all socials. You know where to find me. Uh, as far as the live streams, I think I'll be bringing them back. Maybe. Who knows? We had a very <laughs> successful return month. Uh, just banger shows. Big numbers. Thank you all for supporting the return of the streams for a little bit while they were there. Otherwise, I'm working on production. I'm working on business. And... Uh, you know, things are going really, really good. And of course, we'll continue bringing these episodes to you live and direct. So thank you all for hanging out, guys, and listening to this episode. Leave us a review on Apple Radio, iTunes, podcast, you know, all that good stuff that y'all end up tuning into. And until next time, don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.